It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. So the Robert Downey Jr. version of the Doolittle movie Doesn't look anything like the original. No, not at all. Like, Did they even look at the source material? Yeah, Eddie Murphy looks completely different Here's my than other Robert thing. Downey Jr. Why redo a perfect movie? That was That should have gotten... 200% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, he got an Academy Award for that, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. I think it was better than My Name is Dolomite, in oh, my opinion. Oh, wait. Time out, though. Have you seen that? Fuck yeah. Have you seen that? Uh -huh. So good. Shabalaba ding dong. Too dude. bad this isn't a podcast about movies. Um, oh. Actually. It is. Ding, ding, ding. My name is Christian Baltazar. And my name is Alejandro Middleton. And this is another episode of ICBTB Podcast, also known as It, it Can't, Can't Be That Bad, Bad, which is a podcast where even the worst movies can, can still, still be, be good. good. I would like to discuss what a film made by one of our favorite friends, friends. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Good. At, round of applause for Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, you just came out with a fucking heavy hitter known as Uncut Gems. And he didn't get a nomination. He didn't. No, sir. He got snubbed. Which is fucked up because he deserved at least, at the very least, a nomination to see someone of of that talent. Too real, bro. Yeah, it was so good. Hollywood's so into fart sniffing, hypocrisy. It's politics, dude. Because Adam Sandler, I get what you're doing. You With all of your Happy Madison productions, you are having fun. Uncle James wasn't Happy Madison. It wasn't, which is why I was going to mm. say this was a, that was an A24 production, something completely uh, out of his element where he did the most acting. And goddamn, that movie stressed me the fuck I out. I had heard Jonah Hill was initially up for that role. Really? I could see that. Yeah. After seeing Jonah Hill in Wolf of Wall Street, I could definitely see him tackling that kind of character. And Kobe. And uh, Oh, instead of uh, KG? Yeah. That's right. But this is not a podcast about uncut gems. No. In fact, this episode is about a different Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. It is. It's click. click. Uh, we'll say it one more time. Click. click. We'll say it a third time. Click. click. Just so you don't know, it is... Click. The movie we watched was Click. Click. And that movie is starring Adam Sandler. Click. <laughs> just keep saying that it. That was fun. That was actually a well, cool little... little that's the most fun I had on this podcast. Just say one word over and over again. Well, it's never going to get any better than that then. Uh-huh. So. It's all downhill from here. Bye. Uh, shall we just jump into the nighty gritty kamadi banati? I'm down for the... We should just say it like this. Hmm. I-B-N-C-C. I don't like that. I don't okay. like that. That sounds like something that would show like up a on disease. CNN. I am so sorry. You have IBNCC. What does that mean? Well, you're going to die. It means instantaneous, but... Combustion. But combustion. But combustion. What? That acronym does not describe uh, instantaneous but con uh, combustion. It does if you're Latin. Ah. Oh, that make a sense. <laughs> We're comedians, guys, and obviously we have Our great jokes. <laughs> uh, but we did watch a movie for you guys. We definitely did. Uh, it's specifically called you. Click. Mr. Batty, or Mrs. Batty, listening right now, mm -hmm. in your car, or doing laundry, or... Washing dishes. Or walking the dog. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever you're doing right now. Falling asleep to it. This is for you. Working yes. out, we got a lot of people who like to work out and listen. Which to is funny. We've talked about it in the past. Yeah, but, because you know. people drop weights when they laugh, and I thank you, but also be careful. Be careful. Uh, but you know what? You don't have to be careful on. 
What? Watching Click. That's right. Click was released in 2006. I was here. My brother graduated high school. Hey, uh, good job, Matt. PG-13. It has a runtime of one hour, 47 minutes, or for Melissa, uh, 107 minutes. There you go, babe. You're welcome. Um, why is she sharpening her teeth? Uh, she, you know, the fangs that she has, she thinks they're too dull to like pierce into the middle the of raw, throat. The raw meat that she eats. <laughs> yeah, she's a dog. Uh, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> no one should ever call their girlfriend a dog. I'm just kidding. Unless it is an actual dog. In that case, you have bigger problems. <laughs> or just one. Yeah, probably just that problem. Everything else is overshadowed. <laughs> you could be a good person, but if you're into dog... Uh, so this movie was rated 6.4 out of 10 <laughs> on IMDb. It, it was rated 45% on Metacritic. Solid ICBTV numbers. And then the 33% on the Rotten Tomatoes. Mr. Evelyn Mosby, Christian Baltazar. I'm glad you're really starting to get to know the real me. Well, I, I realized that your first name is actually your middle name. And your middle name is actually your first name. Yeah. So your name is actually Evelyn Mosby Christian Baltazar. And that's why your initials are E-M-C-E-B. Dude, Filipinos, they get crazy on the birth certificate. After a baby's born, they're like, jam as many words in there as possible. <laughs> all of the English words. All of the hyphens that you can jam in there <laughs> and all of the English words. I heard hyphens make, make smart baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, my Filipino accent. <laughs> Good job, dude. Synapses. Or, uh, what percentage of GG users... Uh, Google users? No, Google users. Ah, thank you for saying it that way. <laughs> I'm going to go with 95%. Oh, boy, you are wrong. Fuck. 84%. Fuck. Really? 84? Low. That's so low. I think people... Okay, I do want to say... Yeah. I hated 66% of this film. That's two-thirds. Why? It was a silly... We'll, we'll get into it. Let me read the okay. synopsis and, okay. then we'll, and then we'll get into it. Okay. <clears throat> For those of you who've never seen Click, fucking uh, <laughs> get out of that rock you're living under. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Am I right? Uh, Michael Newman seems to have it all, but his wife, Donna, is increasingly frustrated by the amount of time he has to spend at work. Michael cannot find time to be at home until he meets an eccentric inventor who gives him a universal remote that controls time. At first, he's happily skipping the boring times until he realizes that the remote is in control of his life and he learns to cherish all the precious moments with his family. Yeah, nice. Uh, I think that synapsis alone really encompasses what this film is about. It's not a hard uh, concept, but it no. uh, makes sense. It but had I think a, it's executed well. Uh, Adam Sandler was also a uh, producer on this film. Yes, this was a Happy Madison film. It was. It had a budget of $82.5 million. Mm -hmm. Would you like to guess the box office recoup? Um, one hundred and twenty-six million. It got two hundred and thirty-seven million. Wow! It made that much. Slam dunk, bro. Slam dunk of a film for I, sure. I think it was the way that it was, uh, you know, promoted. Not necessarily promoted, but I think just Adam Sandler, Christopher Walken, you know, Kate Beckinsale. These are all in two thousand six. Who wouldn't want to go see this? Film? That's right. That's right. Um, I, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I saw this film in theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, but. Here's what I was saying. I liked about two-thirds of this film. I hated about two-thirds of this film. Um, the spoilers to jump right into it. It's not until after his heart attack do I really start seeing Adam Sandler acting. This is the only... Uh, actually, this is... Have you seen... You've seen Uncut Gems? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, spoilers. If you haven't seen Uncut Gems, skip ahead 30 seconds. This is the, one of two movies where he dies in. This yes. one and Uncut Gems are the only two movies we see Adam Sandler die yes. in. Uh, except 
This one, they reverse it. Welcome back, people who haven't seen Uncut Gems. Um, <laughs> nice. We really don't know uh, what his goal is until he kind of has his epiphany. Yeah. And up until then, he's just kind of being a schmuck. He's yeah. just kind of being a know-nothing, do-nothing, boring character. Yeah. You know, I felt more for him in the beginning when he's so stressed out at work and he falls asleep in the store. Yeah. Well, as soon as he gets the remote and he starts doing stupid stuff, it almost doesn't really... It seemed like almost every other Happy Madison film. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It, very, it, very Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler likes to, with under his production company, he likes to, like, make, he likes to make movies where he... Uh, That's fun. Is where he has fun, where he's it's simply just for the money, where he gets to travel and mm-hmm, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for a lot of this film, it just seemed like he was playing uh, himself, just like a yeah, like you said, the a boring Doyles schmuck. were in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he, he he's trying to make his son happy. Like it, it it makes sense. It's a very Adam Sandler movie, but you see a different kind of movie when the character has this epiphany and is like realizing how much he's missing yeah. and is realizing how much of the life that he's missed out on. Uh, and, and that's that, what really makes that's this film. What makes this there is film. a huge underlying message in this film that I'm pretty sure touches the hearts of every single viewer. So let's start at the top. You know, he's a, yeah. he's an overworked uh, architect who's working for David Hasselhoff, which is he, David Hasselhoff is hilarious. hilarious. He's a womanizer and pretty fucking stupid. At one point he's leading an HR seminar about sexual harassment yeah and there uh he has a remote already so he's like making a widescreen and panoramic so he's like fucking with david hasselhoff yes but did you hear what david hasselhoff is saying um what when, when it was in spanish when or like or no, just in general in general because it's kind of hard to understand what he's saying because he's yeah he's kind of trying to half be serious about sexual harassment but also when it comes uh, well, down to it he like laughs about it he's like but that's okay he's like uh, he's talking about like sexual harassment to, to a woman he's like everybody's done that and then he's like uh, what we're talking about is guy on guy sexual harassment. homosexual yeah and he's like and i don't mean like what you do in your private time in your own bathroom he's like but i mean here at work and i was like what the fuck is that line it was such a weird piece of the movie that David Hasselhoff dived into. Uh, So everybody, what I did like about this film is because it takes place over the course of four decades. Yeah. um, Exactly. Everybody who, they mention things and start things in in one scene and it carries through throughout the entire movie. You know what I mean? Um, There there are small little things that you should pay attention to that you'll see in the beginning and then you'll see it brought back up again. And I think one of them was like the purity and innocence of Mm -hmm. his daughter. How much his daughter loved him at the beginning of the movie. It seems very small, right? It's a. So let's let's break down the character of the daughter because I let's just go from the beginning to the end with the daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's four or five. Yeah, in the beginning of the movie, and very adorable and, and. he it's that time when and when the father is uh, i think when you have a daughter it kind of changes you as as a man i don't have children yes. and i don't and neither do i um uh, but i have heard that every man wants a son but mm-hmm. every man needs a daughter you know for uh, that's a good way to put it for the longest period of time i've always envisioned myself having a son because i didn't want to because being a guy and mm-hmm. having guy friends and knowing of other guys especially like throughout high school and grade sure. school you can see how fucking terrible boys can be yeah and how uh how much you would like to protect your hypothetical daughter and so i didn't want to deal with that stress but after like uh growing up a little bit and in the past few years and especially after seeing this film mm-hmm. it made me so badly want a daughter and i i i, I can what, grab you one you want one i'll, I'll grab you a daughter <laughs> don't grab anyone dude <laughs> oh uh, uh uh so yeah his daughter is loves him and is exactly uh wants to be 
you know, daddy's little girl. Exactly. And uh, at one point, the kids are like, daddy, can we help you with your work? And he's like, uh, yeah, write down they're all your ideas. They're such good children. And so they're like, oh, okay. And they get the paper and the crayons and they're drawing, you know, architecture stuff just like their dad. Yeah. Um, and then they bring it to him and the dad's like, what is this? And he's like. Because he's already stressed out. He's for super stressed. And the son's like, just to get look at promotion. the drawing. And he's like, the stairs are too close. The ceiling's too high. He's like, what's this room made out of? And he's like, pizza. Pizza. And he's like, ah, that's so dumb. And then he looks at his daughter and he goes, what's your house? He's like, what, do you have a pizza room too? And he goes, no. It's pickles. pickles. <laughs> and she runs away and cries. That's she one of is my so favorite cute. Lines. One of my favorite lines pickles. from her was uh, when they're at the 4th of July uh, uh, event. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, his daughter, Samantha, walks up to him while he's on a phone call with David Hasselhoff. <laughs> and she's saying, Dad, how long are you going to live? And he's trying to tell David Hasselhoff, one minute, so that he could talk to his daughter. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and you see how much his daughter loves her for such a young actress she made it so believable that she loved She's adam adorable. sandler with all of her one heart minute. Dude. one minute hugs him oh man so then she ages a little bit more and yeah. she becomes a, a a teenager and like has a boy Right, a boyfriend. Yeah, she has a boyfriend, and she's like on her way out, and he's like, "What? Where are you going?" And she's like, <laughs> Very "I'm gonna funny, meet Dad. my boyfriend." Uh, so he missed all of, the, well, not quite yet. First, they move forward just a couple of years, and yes. like he missed the Dragon Tales phase. Now they watch NCIS, which yes. I think is, I, that's another funny joke. That hilarious. The, these kids that are still not even teenagers love NCIS. They're like, we don't watch Dragon Tales anymore. Like, We're not babies. babies. We um, want to watch CSI. <laughs> my nephew gets that way sometimes with like Paw Patrol. He used to be really into Paw Patrol, but now he's realizing that that's. He's like, He's like, I don't watch Pop. That's I just watch Pokemon. Uh, oh, he's really uh, stepped up a tier. I guess. Um, there was a moment when she calls Sean Aston dad At the in wedding. front of Adam Sandler. And that's when yes. he kind of like realizes that, uh, you know, he hasn't been a father to her. He hasn't mm-hmm. been a father to his kids, you know. Um, his son, you know, from the beginning is a little boy who, you know, wants to impress his dad and be just like him. So he's drawing architecture stuff for him. Yeah. He eats just like his dad. So he sees his dad downing Twinkies and shit. Yeah. He does too. That's why when he's 17, he's Jonah Hill. Fucking and Jonah Hill shit. with a prosthetic nose so that he could look like Adam Sandler. Which I thought was a lot of funny. It was so funny because Adam Sandler in that moment, uh, he wakes up really fat because it was just kind of promised that he was going to be an obese mm-hmm. piece of shit. Sees his son. He says... You're fat. You got so big. And Jonah Hill's character says, well, look at you. Why don't you look at the mirror? And he runs upstairs and he's The daughter super makes sad. a joke too because he says like, when did you get boobs? And she's like, the same time, time you, you did, did And then like grabs his man boobs. <laughs> uh, so then, then, you know, the son is fat and depressed just like his dad. And then the next time he sees him, he's skinny and in a suit and an architect and working mm-hmm. long hours and yes. uh, ignoring his family. It's tough because you know, you know, this movie touches on that idea of, yeah, uh, children do as they see, not as they. Hear. Oh, exactly. They, they, you, you see that throughout this film. I think something this this film really meant a lot to me. And well, in, in what way? Well, it's just out of like all the Adam Sandler movies, and I've said in the past, I love, I love Fifty First Dates, mm-hmm. I love Big Daddy, I love Wedding Singer. There's just something about Adam Sandler movies. Um, even though critically they're not praised, there's just something that touches me about it. And specifically with Click, it's it's always been that one Adam Sandler movie that touched me in a different way that wasn't through like a a, a romantic way. Definitely, because yeah. This is not just about him and his wife. This is about family. Yeah, interestingly enough, I don't think the love story is the 
through line. I think the love no. for the children is more important to him than the, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting point. And it's not even just love that's supposed to be the through line, but it's just how precious time is. And what are you going to do with this one life that you have on earth? Totally. In- We're not even talking about the craziest part is the fact that he uh, gets a, universal remote that literally controls the universe yes and so he's able to fast forward and pause and rewind and change the volume on the universe uh, and that kind of gives him this godlike power yeah um i would like to make a quick note make a quick note this movie is referenced in one of the most recent episodes of rick and morty uh rick has the remote from click the exact remote from click because he pauses um Beth, uh-huh. and uh, he's like, "Don't worry, I got this remote from uh, Christopher Walken." Uh-huh. Oh, okay, so it's a nice and subtle Christopher reference. Walken's character's name is Morty. That's right. Oh my gosh! You know, when I heard that in this film, in Click, I was like, "Oh, that's so funny that um, this mad scientist like character has the name of uh, just another fact to help me get laid with Rick and Morty facts." Yeah, dude, you really like bringing out Rick and Morty. Like, it wh- gets me poon. <laughs> Does it? It has. Has it? At least once. Really? Yes. When? Well, okay, wait. Let me take it back. It was working. <laughs> and then you fucked it up somehow. Well, you know, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> um, oh, shit, dude. Well, back to this movie. Uh, if it's... I could have rewound with the remote, I would have been better. Hey, yeah. If you if you had a universal remote. I do want to. Uh, so I do want to ask you, though. He gets. Hang on. Real quick. He gets the remote from Bed Bath & Beyond. Yes. Which I think is a really funny One joke. One of the things that stuck with me um, after I'd seen this film was like, Oh, like he's walking through Bed, Bath, and Beyond. There's a section called Bed, bed and then there's bed, a section called bath, bath, and then Beyond, and then like then there's the Beyond, Beyond, and then there's the Far Beyond. Yes, and, and uh, uh, Christopher Walken takes him through. He's like, "I got this remote for you." He's like, "It's not even in the system, so you can just have it." He's like, "But, yeah. but you can't return it." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Why would I want to return something that's free?" And he's like, "Yeah, well, you just can't." Yeah, well, he underestimated the power of this remote. Would you take the remote? Um, you know, when I was watching this film during the first half, I was like, yeah, I would want to take the remote to kind of fast forward through like, let's say work in work. I do feel like I'm in autopilot mode and Mm -hmm. I do feel like a zombie and I, and I really don't want to be there. Um, and that's something that I want to fast forward through, but something that did not resonate with me that Adam Sandler was doing was that he was fast forwarding through very, very precious moments of his life. Like his parents had come over and like just that snapshot of, uh, having a regular dinner on like a Tuesday evening with both of his parents, his wife, his kids and his kids friends. That was such a wholesome dinner. And like, I can't remember the last time my family and I here at the house all sat down for a meal for a meal. And sure. I think that's just like kind of a common thing that occurs like nowadays with I a lot of I think that's families. more common with children though. I think as you get older it's harder to kind of line it off cuz very rarely do I sit down with my parents to yeah. have dinner. And when we do we kind of make a point like, "Oh, this is nice. We don't ever really get to do this." Yeah, so you yeah, kind of yeah. have to acknowledge it. It's nice. But uh but yeah, I think that's more common. I think children need that more. I think you need to have that moment with children every night where you sit down and be like, "Okay, and what did you do today?" and have that like connection with them so that they have uh-huh. these people skills. Yeah. Um but they're not getting that if you're on autopilot and exactly. and thus his children grew up unable the way to they were yeah clearly unhappy and and you see in one of the flashbacks um when one of the flashbacks where adam sandler sees his dad for the last time oh uh, and we'll, we'll get to that in a Played second by henry winkler yep uh the fonzarelli so um, good. the son is still trying to uh impress his dad yes and because his dad is on autopilot He's getting nothing from it, nothing from nothing. it. And you can see, it makes sense why he's so cynical when you see him later on. Yeah. 
The, you know, they, they set up... This movie's really good. Like I said earlier, this movie's really good about saying little things in the beginning that pay off later. Yeah. But then later on, because they go so far into the future, they have the payoff, and then you'll go back to figure out what the setup is. Mm -hmm. This movie is very interesting in the way that it does that. Because yeah. it's flowing with time like that, going forward and back, I thought that was very interesting, where sometimes it's set up, then payoff, and things like where the sun being really cynical, yeah. that's the payoff. Yeah. And how did he get so cynical and dark? Well, let's go back in time and see what yeah. happened. You there, can see There's him. a lot of justification. It's there, yeah. A lot of thought was put into these characters and what they were doing and why they were doing it. For it's sure. kind of, never did I ever really think, like, why is this person acting like that? Because you knew exactly why Samantha um, felt as if uh, Sean Astin was her other father. It's because she had locked the she had lacked the father figure in Adam Sandler throughout all those years that he had Definitely. fast forwarded. So Adam Sandler also in the in the fast forwarding ruins his marriage by not being there for his wife and having yeah. no interaction with her and, and being stuff in ruins that relationship that that was really sad. Seeing yeah. that relationship deteriorate because his universal remote I mean, and it's not prefaced at all when he gets it. Uh, it. It is that it that it would memorize. Christopher Walken tells him he goes, uh, he goes, just point and click. He goes, and then after a while, it'll program itself and it'll take care oh, of it for shit, you. Oh shit! I missed that. Okay, he, everything is Crazy. set up. Oh my god! Yeah, he tells him. I caught it this time when I watched. It. I never caught it before, but he does tell him. He goes, it'll program itself. See, I think this this movie was done so well because he was even fast forwarding through arguments, which makes sense at first. Sure. Like, of course, I would want to mute you, or I would want to fast forward through an argument. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, in Adam Sandler's shoes when he's older and he looks back at his past, like it's so important to to be present to, to, during an argument. And have the, have a conflict and really work around it as opposed to because when you're on autopilot, you're just saying, yeah, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yes. You're just saying whatever to get you through. But in something like a relationship, arguments are meant to be constructive. Like in the moment, yes, your emotions are, are mm -hmm. at their very peak and it could seem just fucking detrimental to have that argument. It's but if it is a constructive conflict, then... Um, then it's it's uh the arguments have to be you have to come away from them feeling like you're growing stronger yeah when arguments start making you feel like less of a person is when you're pretty much done with the relationship yeah yeah in I, my opinion and i am not a doctor nor do i play one on tv i've always had something um when i when i have uh, conflicts with uh, melissa mm -hmm. I, I i've told her like hey i'm fine with having um these arguments i'm, I'm fine with having these hurdles but sure. if they start becoming the same hurdles then uh, I don't think it's constructive at all. I you mean, pretty much told her like, "Listen, listen, Toots. Yeah, one and done. I ain't, I ain't revisiting this double jeopardy style. <laughs> I, I I turn into like a, a Brooklyn native when all I right, get into a fight. Listen, hey, we ain't doing this. No, I, no, that's a good point though. You know, you don't want to keep rehashing stuff, especially if you're not getting any kind of resolve. Yes. You know, if you're constantly having the same arguments, that's another thing you got to kind of look mm -hmm. at. Uh, mm -hmm. And it seemed like Kate Beckinsale and Adam Sandler. Um, I mean, you don't even really get to see what they argue about, but no. it doesn't matter. It, it almost doesn't, doesn't matter. matter because, because he's just not there for it. Think about it. Like when you do have arguments with your significant others or loved ones, something that is commonly said is like, what were we fucking even arguing about? Oh, what sure, was the totally. first, first thing that triggered it? You don't ever remember nope. because that's not what's important is what you could, you could just get lost in semantics. It is the feeling that is important yeah. when you are having those fights. So they end up getting a divorce and she ends up meeting somebody else and getting married. Yeah. And she doesn't meet someone else. This is someone that has already been present in the family's life. It was the swimming instructor of that's then the right. son. It's already set up from the beginning. Set dude. up from the beginning. They kind of Again. preface. Set and reward. Yeah. Set 
and reward. This is this mu- movie. There was a lot of thought put into it. I do think that there was strategy behind Adam Sandler's acting throughout two thirds of the film, For where sure. he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, it's so that the end could really pop, and it really knocks it out of the park. Exactly. Um, I think what's really sad is how, when you see the flashback of how Kate Beckinsale and Adam Sandler met, how really into that moment they were when he's like. Um, Will you still lo- will you still love me in the morning? Mm-hmm. And oh. she's like, forever and always, babe. Forever, forever and, and ever, ever, babe. Dude. Um, and that's such a beautiful moment. You know, when when you have that kind of connection with somebody and you make these kind of things, these kind of moments, yes. uh, you never forget those things. That you you remember, know? Like it's it was you see how much it affects. It, it's kind of Songs, sad that feelings, places. She says, like, our song played, the first song that we kissed to. Yeah. Um and he that's was like, tough, though, because that is a throwaway song that nobody else would remember. Like, that's not a good song. That's by not, the cranberries. Not, not, not even favorite. the best cranberry song. But then not a, even the again, best it's not important what the song was, but what the song meant to them, right? Sure. It could be any fucking song in the world. But it was very um saddening to me see to see that he didn't remember that moment because he has to flash back to that moment and he sees uh what song it was here's what song it was he sees exactly what she was wearing and what they wrote down on the notes i think he did know that but because he had because he had this crutch of the remote uh-huh. he could rewind and and do, you know what i mean so if he really thought about it that enough. was already you know what i mean because like yeah uh later on he's not able to see when his dad passed away because he wasn't there mm-hmm. so it's not like he could have you know yeah i don't know uh, maybe maybe you're right it's he is he is being an asshole in that moment and and doesn't remember stuff. Well, but you know I what made it hurt a bit more was mm-hmm. like when he does come back to the moment where she is trying to make him remember what song it was. He says like, "Yeah, it's a uh, linger by the cranberries." And uh, I remember you were looking so good. You were mm-hmm. wearing that pink top, that pink sweater. And she was like, "You remember what I wore?" And it's uh, um being being the romantic that I am, uh, a mantra that I go by is that little things mean a lot. Sure. And we get caught up in this whirlwind of fucking life. We are, both you and I are in our mid-20s. Mm-hmm. We are super fucking busy. Yeah. That sometimes we do go into autopilot mode. Definitely. Did this movie make you think, of, like, what were you thinking during those heavy moments toward the end? I was just really enthralled by the acting because I think, again, it's one of those moments where it is it is such a silly movie, like Waiting, where sometimes uh, such a silly movie can have some deep, poignant moments mm-hmm. where you realize suddenly, again, why we do this, because some writer or producer or director was like, no, no, this this part is my life. Yes. This part is my real story. Yes. Uh, and the actors were able to really put, portray that and really, I mean, uh, I will say, I think this is the only movie we've watched so far that actually made me cry. Yeah, I was crying like a baby, I cried dude. hard when he... Okay. So... Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. What, what, what part? So after the wedding, uh, Adam Sandler sees his daughter call Sean Astin dad. And oh. he has a heart... He has like... He freaks out and has a heart attack. Yes. And, uh, and because he fast forwards through sickness, he wakes up in the hospital. Ends up only being like a couple of days later because, of the, because he, you know, where it's the future or whatever. Yeah. Wakes up and his daughter and his son are there and, and his son says, hey, you know, like, uh, she's been here for 36 hours straight. Yeah. She hasn't left your side. And he's like, oh, he's like, I can't believe that. And he's like, well, I got to go. The son's like, I got to uh, get on a plane. And he's like, oh, you're leaving for your honeymoon. He's like, no, uh, no, we're postponing the honeymoon. We could go to Italy whenever. Yeah, he's like, actually, work called. A deal's falling through in England. I got to fly out and, uh, and, and fix the deal. And uh, he's like, just like you, dad. He's like, you know, work comes first. 
And he was, and and then, and, moment, and then Adam Sandler, and like you can hear his heart rate like shooting up, and the nurse is like, "All right, you guys got to go." Sidebar: Nurse is played by the director. Uh-huh. Uh, kicks, oh, nice! Kicks him out of the room, and Adam Sandler's like, "I gotta go. I gotta tell him that family comes first. I gotta. I have to tell Ben because he could barely speak because he's he, sick. He's, he can't even talk. His voice. Adam Sandler's doing such good acting in this scene. Yeah, his voice is gone. Really he, trying. When you when somebody goes through a heart attack like that or goes through like a real surgery like that, yeah, usually when they put a tube down your throat to to, to pump blood or uh, not blood air into your lungs uh-huh. that's you go really hoarse through that because it does it, it bruise it, like the inside like your, your throat bad and, yeah oh my gosh uh, so um he gets up he's able to fight like literally fight off this nurse uh and he runs out and he sees them at the corner and they're and he's like trying to scream for them and it's he's, raining outside and he's and they're, running they're flagging down their car the car is stopping and he's running towards them and he can barely even pick up his feet and he's he's trying to to make to, to scream and he, and he they're getting in the car you see them getting in the car and then he falls and he's in the middle of the road in the pouring rain mm-hmm. pleading for his son to just turn around and notice and and just by like some weird stroke the son just looks over his shoulder and he sees he's like dad he's like dad dad and, and he runs that scream his son scream right there that's when it's that's when the waterworks start for me mm. is because it's such a, a a frightened scream that he has when he's yeah. because it's like like what the fuck? That's de- what the fuck? And and, yeah. he, and so he goes over, and then everyone in the car realizes what's going on, and they all see, and and they're all his whole family. Everybody's around him. And the shot is beautiful holding it's like his a hands, Hawkeye's view exactly. of the entire family. He is it's pouring rain and he has to tell his son he's like family comes this part was a little corny because he's like family first and his son's like, Yeah, family first and like yeah. hugs his wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but the 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 sentiment was still there. Absolutely. You know, and he tells the daughter something, he's he again makes a joke by flipping off Sean Aston and then he's like, No, 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 you're okay. He gives him the okay yeah. hand symbol. Uh, and then right and then, when he gets then, to his wife. Right when you think oh god. Right when he talks right to Kate Beckinsale. That the waterworks are over. Yes. He looks to Kate Beckinsale. And then and, uh, and Christopher Walken's there too because he's the angel of death. Spoilers. He's invisible. No and he goes, uh, there's the a note, note in your pocket. In your pocket. A note that Adam Sandler wrote when he first found out that she was remarried. Yeah. He had paused time and wrote her a note. To try to get win her back. And never got a chance to give it to her. And Christopher Walken says, the note's in your pocket. Yeah. And so he pulls out this napkin and he hands her the napkin. And what does it say, Christian? It says, forever and ever, babe. Oh, will you still love me tomorrow? Or will you still still love love me in the the morning? morning? And she goes, forever Forever and and ever, babe. babe. And it tears me down, bro. My gosh, man. Um, This, this, I I can't even imagine. I almost wish the movie ended there. Yeah. Almost wish. But it's 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 an Adam Adam Sandler Sandler movie, so it can't So there had to be a happy ending that'd be you know that's a production meeting too you know they're all sitting around the billy madison table and they're mm-hmm. all like we can't have him fucking die you that, know that would have been a shakespearean you know ending there's a cut mm-hmm. uh, it's too sad it doesn't test it's well. way too sad well, they had it's to way add, too add sad the epitaph let's bring back nick swartzen mm-hmm. it's all a dream it was all a dream nick swartzen's super funny because he has no friends and now adam sandler's excited. he's like i'll be a friend yeah picks him up and twirls him around but and it's it's i think it was a little nice to end it in that way because the romantics in us, the 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 kind of people that we are, wanted to see this all wrap up in a nice way. He he sees his kids. He sees his mom. Oh, the before yeah, he goes. He barges into his parents' house, barges <laughs> into their bedroom, and goes up to Harry Winkler. Play. Um, so, but because in the alternate future, his dad has died. Oh my gosh, and, and he that wasn't tears there. Him apart. So that's another part that kind of gets you. Um, 
Henry Winkler does an excellent job excellent in this job, film. Play, again, 40-something years that this movie spans, and, yeah. and he plays you know, a young spry dad to an older dad to a grandpa to an old grandpa to a great-grandpa. You know, like, yeah, exactly. He plays all the levels, and uh, man, is, that was it, is it gut-wrenching. Beautiful, when you... because when Adam Sandler finds out that his dad had died, mm-hmm. he tries to use the remote to rewind back to that moment where he died. That's and right, then... and, and Chris Walken says, you, can't, you weren't there. He's like, why? You can't rewind to it. He's like, he's like, you can't get, yeah. And he, and he says why. And do you remember what Christopher Walken says? Because um, you weren't there. He goes, no. He goes, you know why. Oh, shit. Because of fucking You know war, why. Hey. Dude. Like, he doesn't even have to. That's, that's, so that's what Christopher Walken is like. That's when he reveals. He goes, you know, I didn't want to take your dad. And he goes, what? He's like, yeah, you know, that one was a tough one. He's like, I didn't want to have to take your dad. What do you mean dad, take but it him? was your time. Oh, I'm the angel of death. And he gets pissed off and he tries to take down Christopher Walken. Very crazy, interesting topic, the yeah. angel of death, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you, you almost hate that person. But, you know. It's a natural thing. That's how it is. Yeah, death is a part we of life. We all have to you know? die, yeah. I think it's um, the hardest part about death is is for the people who, who continue and the grieving process. And mm-hmm. um, I think the hard, one of the hardest part of death is not being able to have said what you wanted to say before that person had passed because it's always unexpected like no um, one's ever ready you can say you're ready no but one's ever ready i agree with that. even if someone has been sick mm-hmm. for months and like you are surrounding them on their deathbed and you knew that time was coming sure. are you really ever ready for that moment no you're definitely not ready for the loss of uh a loved one yeah because you might be strong uh, stronger at that moment than you ever could have been but no. were you ready i don't think so and Adam Sandler, so he couldn't go to the moment where his father had died. So he was like, remind me back to the last time I saw my father. Sure. And it was in his office. It was in Adam Sandler's office. He was talking to Another Ben. Another great scene. Another fantastic scene. The, the scene where Ben is trying to like win his dad's affection again, showing him something. He's his pitching dad. him a structure. Mm-hmm. And his uh, his dad, uh, Adam Sandler, was like, just go with the cheapest one. Not even looking at Ben. It doesn't even And look. he said, And Ben says, also, Grandpa's here. He wants to talk to you and so they surprised he surprised him surprises him and henry winkler finally comes in and he was saying hey uh we should have a boys night just uh me you and ben mm-hmm. and Adam Sandler's like i can't i'm busy with work and then like henry winkler goes up to him behind his uh, office desk and says um michael if you if we have this boys night if you hang out with me guess what and he's like what like I'll show you my coin magic trick. Yeah, he does the coin trick that where he bites the coin in half and then and then repairs it. And repairs it. Yes. And uh, and the the whole thing is even in the beginning, I'm saying it's like I've always known how he does that trick. He's like, but I, well, I wouldn't tell my dad. Yeah. But when he was on autopilot and he wasn't thinking, he was just focused in the moment. He blows up. He blows up and yells at his dad. He's like, of course I know how you do the trick. I've it's always known. I've always known. And, and get out of here. And the dad is like, all right. He's like, I love you, son. And, and that part was heart wrenching. Because even after uh, Henry Winkler's heart was broken. He still said. He still says, okay, well, I'll see you next time. I love love you, you, son. son. And then Adam Sandler does this thing where he's talking to himself in that moment. He's like, you fucking idiot. Say, I love you. Say something. Look at him. What are you doing? And um, Another great therapist moment that most people wish they could probably have. Yes, dude. He plays over and over and over again that moment in time where his father says, I love you. Yeah. I love you. And just uh, to hear it again. Damn, dude. That it's re- tough, you know, when you when you love somebody and you know and and you don't get to hear them say stuff anymore, you know. No. 
I know when my grandma passed away, it was tough, right? It's always it's always tough when when you lose somebody like that. But about a year ago, uh, right before my brother uh, and his family moved to Texas, yeah, they were going through some old stuff, and there was some books and toys that I had given to the kids. And one of the books was um, Stuart Little. And I didn't even really realize it was just in one of the piles that we gave him. And Ashley was like, no, you got to keep this book, Alex. And I was like, no, I was like, it's a good book. I like to give it to the kids. It's it's good for kids. Yeah. She goes, no, Alex, you need to keep this book. Because on the first page is, was a note from your grandma. Uh-huh. And I I remember opening it, opening that up. And I hadn't read that note in t- 10 years, 20 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was in grandma's handwriting. I could almost hear her her broken english saying it you know and oh, i remember yeah dude i remember just sitting there and thinking like oh man like that it was that moment of being able to rewind it and play it again rewind it and play it again yeah. and rewind it and play it again you know and it's like that's one thing luckily in the in this day and age we can you know with phones and pictures and videos and take stuff. as many memories yeah. as you can you know don't I, don't use the phone to ruin the moment but you want to record certain things yeah. you know and, and have absolutely that. Because, uh, yeah, who knows? You don't know what you got till it's gone. No, you don't. Like, like I said, you're never ready. With my grandparents, um, my my grandma had gotten sick first. Mm-hmm. And I, there's some sort of connection with love and health. Sure. That when one person gets sick, it's so easy for the other person to just, like, get sick as well. Oh, yeah. They had passed, they had passed away within six months of each other. When June Carter passed away, mm-hmm. Johnny Cash died like 24 hours later dude broken heart dude it's fucking hard shit dude love is love is a fickle bitch and uh, if you don't cherish it well you got it dude what's what's the point you could have a remote that can rewind time and fast forward time and it doesn't mean shit if you don't cherish the moments and the people you got absolutely uh this stupid dumb fucking movie turned out to be a real deep one for us bro it was real deep yeah we got into it uh do you have a best person on side of word I, I think it's it, got to be the Sandman, right? I, that's too easy. I'm gonna give it to Henry Winkler, or or Walken. Christopher Walken was great. He was great, but I, he's not gonna be my my best person on set. How about you? I got to give it to the Sandman, bro. I, again, like I said, I didn't like the first sixty six percent of this movie, but yeah. the the the. The transformation, and it, maybe I do like that first beginning part. You kind of really made me think about it. Yeah. But uh, it, it there's so much setup and payoff. And so much realization and so much real acting. Again, you don't often see Adam Sandler uh, get to this point of his life in movies. Especially, this was 2006. This was uh, 14 years ago at this oh, point. Wow. It wasn't just up until 2019 that we had all seen his performance as... Um, in Uncut Gems. In Uncut Gems. Fairly, yeah, and even this was still fairly jokey as far as serious roles. Oh, you know absolutely. What I mean? this still, even at that time, I think wasn't his most serious role. Had he yeah. done Punch Drunk Love yet? Yeah, he had. I'm pretty sure he had done that already. Yeah. If not, that that must have been his most... And even that's barely... He still makes jokes. Yeah, absolutely. This was still a happy Madison He makes film. jokes in Uncut he Gems, He has too. to. Yeah, and he's, he's still he, kind of funny yeah, there. It's, it's a good movie. It's Adam Sandler, man. I'll tell you this about Uncut Gems. What? Just to wrap it up and make this a nice bow on the, on the to, to bring us all back around. What's up? As a sports better, and I think I told you this as a gambler oh that I am. Oh, my gosh. This, the hardest part about watching this movie was how I got so into the bets uh-huh. as if I had made the bets. And I could feel my heart. I, I, I went in there. Not realizing that, but when I left, I felt like I had just gambled a whole bunch of money. Like I had that same feeling that I would get when I used to yeah. when I used to go to the casino. Yeah. And and uh, I remember even telling my mom, I was like, that movie was 
tense. And I've heard other people talk about it, uh, like in podcasts and stuff for uh, other, like Joey Coco Diaz, you know who that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. He was talking about the same thing. He's a sports better, a basketball better, no less, at uh-huh. this time probably when the shit was going down. Mm-hmm. And he even says the same thing. He's like, this movie fucking trim me out, bro. He's like, it's like, because it's just, it, it gives you that. That adrenaline. I think they shot it like the very end of the movie where he is watching that basketball game with KG after KG had finally purchased the rock. It's kind of like they brought us into that moment. Yeah, we we were we were all gambling. Have you ever been? Yeah, have you ever been in a high stakes bet? Now you fucking have. Yeah, watch that movie because we are. My palms were sweating. I was stressed the fuck out. That is one of the most stressful movies, but. I think it was such a nice perspective from that type of character. Oh, yeah. How much he lo- he was almost literally coming in the backseat of the car when he found out that he had won all the bets for that first KG game when KG had borrowed the mm. rock. He was almost about to pass out. And can I say sidebar, the girl that he was with? Yeah. Oh, banging, dude. The girl who worked in the jewelry store with him. Yes, she had a booty like a table, bro. You can <sighs> set shit on that. I would set something on that. Um Wow! Yeah, click, click. You got us uh, kind of a uh, teary-eyed. Um, who would have thunk? Who would have? We've thunk? done quite a bit of Adam Sandler films. I think this one definitely is uh, the uh, the deepest. Yeah, like I said, most Adam Sandler films are very rom-commy. Billy Madison films, uh, very yeah. silly. Maybe Big Daddy is right under this in terms of family. Totally, that- and this is definitely a, a silly, uh, right? Yeah. But the underlying meaning of this film, if you want to watch yeah. something. Take an hour and a half out of your life to kind of reevaluate your life and um, kind of just learn to appreciate all the small things. You know what this Watch is? Watch this. You know what this is a good movie for? What? When you're making dinner, and so the first half of the movie, when it's kind of silly, you don't really have to pay attention. You can be making dinner, oh. and then by the time you finish making dinner and sit down to eat, it's right at the good part. Right at the and good so part. And so you're you're good to, you're good to go. But watch all of it because, like I said, the setup and payoff is worth looking for the little things. Really, good. everything from watching the little kid grab a Twinkie off the table and uh, all the way to, you know, yes. Uh, David Hasselhoff's girlfriend. You know what I mean? <laughs> Janice <laughs> played by, um, Stifler's Sean mom. William Scott's mom. Yeah, Stifler's that's right. Mom. Stifler's mom. Uh, Janice. man, what a good fucking movie. Baddies. Yeah. Once again, uh, real quick. We also didn't talk about your favorite Filipino actor. Fucking Rob Schneider is in Rob here. Rob Schneider is doing brown face in this movie. <laughs> he is playing, uh, 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 what is it? Prince Habiboob. Oh, you mean Habababa? Not Habababa. Prince Habiboob. Uh, is it Habiboob? Prince Habiboob. Habiboob? Fuck, dude. Habiboob. Yeah, I thought we were doing the bit. I didn't realize you were actually questioning me. No, because I forget. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, really? It's a hoochie bar? What is this hoochie bar? What is this hoochie bar? And he's like getting high fives from his posse. Oh, yeah. I tell you, one of my. I have a friend who said his favorite part was when they convinced the Japanese. Um, Oh, that's a good part. Yeah. To go and they're like, uh, well, why don't we just go to TGI Fridays and take a bunch of jello shots till this guy throws up? And then yeah. the oldest Japanese guy's like, fuck you. Yeah! Fuck you. Yeah! <laughs> Best scene in the movie. That is. Uh, funny. Um, Watch Click, guys. Re- revisit Click. Check it out. Check it out. It's on Netflix right now. So Check if, it out on Netflix. If uh, if you're watching this episode uh, pretty, re- uh, pretty recently to when it came out. Or if you're listening to this in the future. Uh, cool. How's it going? Cool. How's it going? Um, you can follow me at Christian has asthma. You can follow me at call underscore me Jesus. Follow the podcast at ICBTB podcast. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Also uh, rate and review us in person. Yes. Um, we will deeply appreciate that. Um, and if you're not following us already, 
the fuck are you doing? Yeah, dude. The fuck are you doing? Yeah, dude. The fuck are you doing? Yeah, dude. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. New episodes every week. Bye. Uh, this has been KWNPR. Yeah,